Welcome to the G-Spot Podcast, where the G is for growth. Get your mind out the gutter. This is your girl, Dontesia, and I'm here to help you find your sweet spot in today's global marketplace. Now, guys, if you have an idea for a product or an invention, head on over to freeinventioncourse.com so you can get started on building your big thing today. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Q the music. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead you? So glad to be back. So glad to have you guys back. I missed you. I know you've missed me. I know how much you love listening to me talk about things that matter. I've missed you guys. And I'm coming back this year with amazing guests. I cannot wait. As I said to you all in an email, those who are subscribed to the podcast email list, if you are not, go to gspotpodcast.com and subscribe. To those who have subscribed, we talked about the new direction of the show. This year, we're going to be talking with product-specific entrepreneurs, people who have product businesses, who built product empires, who have experience in that arena, angel investors who've invested in product companies. We'll talk to new budding entrepreneurs and, and productpreneurs who are trying to get their businesses off the ground. And me and my very smart friends will all like gather around you and help you grow over these next 12 months. So I cannot wait to introduce the new formats. Don't worry. At some point in the next few weeks, I'll give you guys a calendar of what that's going to look like because I know you're like you're all over the place but for this very first episode back I would like to welcome my friend my brother Tyron Spear he is ah. us. Like, he's like that high he is joining us from the A, joining us from the A. Hey. <laughs> Tyron Spear is a serial entrepreneur, guys. He knows what he's doing. He's a serial entrepreneur, angel investor, and the founder of several, not one, but several Amazon and Shopify stores. He's out here getting this money in the product world. I'm so excited to talk to him about all of the things that he's doing um, to kind of help you guys figure out where you belong in this industry. And so that's a big thing for me. It's helping you figure out your sweet spot, like I said, in, in this particular industry. So Tyron, the people, for the yeah. people who don't know you, because you're like a behind the scenes type of guy. You're not a guy who like is the face of your brand, stands out front. Like, right. So a lot of people probably have your products You're in the wellness industry. They probably yep. have your products. They don't know you. They have no idea who you are. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Who is Tyron Spear? Um, so Tyron Spear is a uh, former Marine, spent eight years in the Marine Corps and transitioned to go work for uh, multinational, two multinationals, uh, one being Halliburton and then the second being Blackwater Security Group. And while I was there, uh, my girlfriend started her own business, uh, which was great. And later on, she started asking me all these business and marketing questions 
And so I started looking into business and marketing, mostly into marketing, because I really didn't know anything about marketing and driving customers to a physical business, let alone a digital business. Um, Then doing that transition between me leaving from Halliburton going to Blackwater, I decided to go to Africa and build a water well. So an actual water bottling plant. So I wound up doing that and um, started at 2010 and completed that project in 2012. So I started going at the water contracts, but I ran into some issues with the partner that I had. So I had to uh, take him to court. So as entrepreneurs, we know what it's like to have some legal troubles. So it's always good to keep some lawyers on deck. So my lawyers are taking care of that. Um, Yeah. So then I have them on retainer. I'm always in trouble, man. I stay in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, I try not to I try not to find trouble, but sometimes troubles, trouble times, trouble finds me. So from that point on, um, uh, what I was doing online was working well for her hair salon. So I was like, okay, well, I may need to try to do this for myself as well. So that's when I started jumping on. So I created some products. I saw that there was a need in the marketplace and tested those products, found out that those products were working to help women hair grow. So I wound up creating a, uh, a hair growth line of products, which would then later on fall under the umbrella of wellness. So started on Amazon, got things working on Amazon. And then I was like, OK, if I'm really going to make this a real business so that way I can sell it later, you know, reading the book Built to Sell. Then I was like, OK, I'm going to have to have my own store, my own website, so on and so forth. So that's when I made the transition to Shopify, got got deeper into actually advertising, setting up systems, hiring people. And uh, and then about seven months, about seven and a half months, I wind up hitting um, seven figures and kind of sort of the rest is history and so use love, that money. I love, I love how you're just like, yeah, so, you know, I was a G14 classified spy for, <laughs> for the government. And right. then I was like, man, I want to build some water wells in Africa because this is all like natural, like thought process, right? Like for just your normal person, like, yeah, spy, water wells, hair care products. I just want you to know, like, that was not a natural progression in any way, shape, okay. or form. So we're going to okay. dial it back just a little bit. Just a tad. <laughs> just a tad. We're going to figure out what the transition was. And the reason I'm, I'm, uh, I really want to focus on that is because a lot of our listeners, they, they work in corporate America, right? Okay. And so they're looking for the transition out of corporate America, even if it's just like dipping their toe in the water and getting some foundational stuff together before making a full transition out of corporate America. But they're listening to you from their desk at their office and they're like, he's a spy and he built a water well. Of course, he can build a product business on Shopify and do seven figures in seven months because that's like the natural progression of someone who builds a water well in Africa, right? Right. And the reason I keep saying this is because I want you to know this is like not normal thing. Okay. 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 So let's talk about like what, what the mindset shift is for you to go from, I have this very stable um, situation, right? With my government job. I have this very stable philanthropic like thing that I'm doing that makes me feel really good to, I'm going to sell health hair care products. Like what, right. what was the, and I know you helped the girlfriend, I'm assuming ex-girlfriend now. <laughs> right. It's still my girlfriend. <laughs> Presently. Yes. Because we talking six years now. Okay. Okay. No, right. No pressure, team, no pressure. Team, no pressure. Okay. So, cool. Um, so you're helping the girlfriend and you're doing some right. digital marketing, but still that's a huge jump from 
stability to I'm going to sell hair care products on Shopify. Like right. what what happened internally for you to say I'm going to do something completely out of the box and try this thing? So um uh, and so you're saying completely out of the box meaning when I'm still working when I'm still working a day and then I decide to build a water plant or when I'm still working a day job and then I decide to do this whole Shopify store thing, the which Shopify, trans the Shopify, because the water plant makes sense. Like it's a feel good thing. If you have the resources and you know, the people, especially right. since you were in the military, I understand how it may have been uh, easier to piece together that, but to right. go from I'm working a day job for the government and I'm going to build a Shopify store or something, hair care, hair care products. Like <laughs> what was that? Cause if something <laughs> happened, like there was a moment right. where you're like, this is something I want to try. What was that moment? So, so what that moment looked like? So, <clears throat> in um, in African culture, typically we don't really see ourselves as we can't be in a position. Men can't allow themselves to be in a position where the job is fully responsible for taking care of their family. So we always have to have something outside of our actual job that provides some level of income. So you should also, most people would, would define it as a side hustle. So for me, um, I was looking at how much money I was making. I was making like 6,000, I was making $16,500 a month at my job. And I thought that was phenomenal, quote that unquote. phenomenal, by the way. Like, okay. <laughs> Thank you. So I, just, I, just, I, feel like, I feel like I need to say that $175,000 okay. a year because I right. can do math in my head really fast. Or hundred eighty thousand, especially when we're talking about a man's income. I can add that up in seconds. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So. so I feel like we need to acknowledge that is a really good income. It's a really good stable income. So to right. go from that to let's risk it all. <laughs> right. 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 So, of course, but again, I play I play things safe, right? You know, because there's there's other people that's dependent on me. So I I do want to be safe. So. Um, and again, I think starting from, so I, I think it's phenomenal that, like you say, right now, somebody is sitting behind their desk, clicking away, you know, probably on Outlook email, you know, on the intranet, you know, sending email back and forth to, you know, people that may be above them, you know, adding other people on the CC line because you want to make sure that everybody is a part of this cold communication chain and then making that transition. But one thing we have to realize is that, you know, um, you know, we've had, uh, what do we have? The Great Depression. Then we had the Great Recession and so on and so forth. So our economy, you know, just like everything else goes up and down. Right. It's unstable. Right. <clears throat> so at any point and during that whole 2008 period, I watched people who I thought was phenomenally smart go to work at a shoe store, you know, with an MBA and so on and so forth. And I watched other friends come out of school with MBAs and PhDs and literally had to dumb themselves down just so that they can get a regular job, you know, at a mall. So knowing that <clears throat> I knew that at any point in time, you know, whether you mess up at your job, because none of us, none of us are perfect. So something may happen and something could be tragic in your life to where you can't show up to work like you need to, because you need to handle, you know, this, uh, this, uh, this situation that came up and now you have to devote your time to that. And now your job really doesn't want to work with you because the, your job, you, you know, you're working for a business and that business still needs to run. So that business really can't wait for you to get your life back on track in order for it to move forward. <clears throat> so you want. So at any point in time, 
you know, you start factoring in all these different situations, you can lose your job. So really, you got all your eggs in one basket. And so if you need so you need to create you some sort of side hustle. So typically uh, that's something that we wanted to do. So the Internet became my side hustle while I was working for Blackwater and uh, and it started. Uh, but I started trying to create a side hustle while I was with Halliburton. And that's why I built the water plant, because I was over there building these different projects. And I was like, I haven't even built my own project. So I need to build my own thing. So while I was working with Blackwater, I sat down and I was meditating every day. And uh, good books uh, from a meditation standpoint or from a manifestation standpoint, um, definitely read, um, uh, definitely read uh, (laughs) Wallace Waddles. Yeah, definitely read Wallace Waddles. Science of Getting Rich. Science of Getting Rich. And then... You have, um, I always, I, I feel forget, like I, I keep, read your mind. Like, I'm, like you're, you're thinking and I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's going to say the science of getting rich. Exactly. Like the science of getting rich. Like yeah, that exactly. Book, that book, that, guys, if you are, even if you don't read the book, download the Audible book. And I believe it's like $2 on Audible if you don't have a membership. It's two hours. If you listen to the audio, it's very dry. But it is like the most profound words, like all of the other thought leading books on money manifestation and visualization. They all come from that, including what is it? The um, what was what's the other one? Not the science of getting rich, but what everyone talking uh, Napoleon Hill, Napoleon, Napoleon Hill. Hill, think and grow rich. They can grow rich. Yeah, it's like his stuff is founded in the stuff that Wallace Waddle talks about. Like they all talk about it. So there's all right. these things. We're getting off track though. So we're gonna have to yeah. try them. pull it back. Let's pull it exactly. let's, let's pull it back to eighteen thousand six hundred dollars. Sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars? Sixteen thousand five hundred dollars. Sixteen thousand five hundred dollars is what the right. man was making. And he said exactly. I'm going to launch a Shopify store because no. So no. that's part that's part of the tra- that's part of the transition. So three books, <clears throat> which is Wallace Waddles, um, The Alchemist is this, mm. is the second book. Love it. And then and then the third book is Binaural Beat Waves. So those are the three things that you want to have within you. You can sit down and listen to the binaural beat waves and they actually help with guided meditation. So during my whole meditation process, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking that I want to make thirty thousand dollars a month outside of the $16,500 that I'm making a month um, here at my job. So I'm sitting there and I'm meditating and I come up out of meditation and I had created this, I had created this product for my girlfriend's salon, which they were selling at salon for like $5. And I hear God say, well, what about this? Because I had two whiteboards and I I would write out everything on those whiteboards and then from there, I would basically have my own little internal projects that I was trying to complete. And I was like, God, how am I going to make, how am I going to turn this $5 product into, into like, you know, $30,000. And I was like, okay, I considered it. So I looked at the product and I was like, okay, maybe if I sell it at $15, I can sell X number of units a month and then boom, I'll be at $30,000. And I was like, I can add on some other products to it and yada, yada, yada. So that's what started the whole process of me while still working my day job having extra time when I was going to the gym, hanging out with other people, so on and so forth. I just started cutting that time down and I just started focusing that time on understanding how to uh, how to grow a business on Amazon and then how to grow a business on Shopify. And that's what started me on that journey. So basically your girlfriend was your 
like reason for starting your Shopify store. It's like her business showed you like, hey, she's selling this product. There's a way to monetize this even further than what than the way we've monetized it in her business. And I'm gonna it on this other side of the the fence. Her what her business did was her business exposed me to problems within her industry. And I'm always that person that can figure out some sort of solution to whatever problem I'm exposed to. So I was exposed to the problems in her industry. And then from there, I started figuring out the whole thing was for me to own the whole vertical. So when I built the water plant in Kenya, I wanted to own the well. I wanted to own the uh, I wanted to own the land. I wanted to own the reverse osmosis, uh, reverse osmosis. I wanted to own the bottling. I wanted to own everything. And within her industry, I was looking at how do you own the entire industry? How do you own the product line? How do you own the salon? How do you own the um, the extensions if you're actually putting extensions in people's hair? So every time I walk into an industry um, or a niche, I want to own the entire niche from top to bottom. That's right. pretty much how I look at things. All right, guys, we have a sweet spot. You hit the sweet spot. <laughs> You hit the sweet spot. You did oh, hit the sweet spot. You didn't even realize okay. it. So, I didn't realize it. Okay. I talked about it all the time. See, you, you never know. You hit the sweet spot. Today's sweet spot. What did he do? He created a problem. He created a product that was a solution to a problem. Yes. That is the sweet spot. The sweet spot. The sweet spot is where can you find a solution to a problem that exists in a market that you are immediately exposed to. And it's a question I get all the time. Where do I come up with an idea for a product? How do I do this? I'm like, what problem are you solving? Where is the solution? If you cannot figure that out, if you can't figure out the solution in an industry that you're familiar with, and it's best to work in an industry you're familiar with, you have some exposure to, then you're going to really struggle. And so he found his sweet spot right there because he was exposed to this very huge problem in an industry that he was exposed to because of his girlfriend's business. And so he said, you know what? I don't want to just provide a solution. I want to own the solution. That's correct. And I can appreciate ownership of anything, especially a solution. So, That's right. so all of this is relatively, I don't want to say easy because that downplays how starting, how difficult starting a business is, but let's keep it right. 100. Like right. you got the job, you're making all this money, you decide you want to own the solution. So you have capital to invest in this. So it's a lot easier for you to move through this process because you have capital. Right. And then you go and you turn around and you make seven figures in seven and a half months. Right. It's like right. golden touch <laughs> right. boy. He's like the golden boy with the golden touch. But right. I know it doesn't matter how much money you make in a business, you are always going to run into problems. That's right. Always, always issues, manufacturing, mm-hmm. shipping, all kinds of problems. Right. Was there a moment, Mr. Golden Boy, mm-hmm. when you wanted to quit? Was there a moment when I wanted to quit? Um no. So that falls back on me being a that falls back on me being a Marine. Um that falls back on me being a Marine. So there is no such thing as quitting um, in the Marine Corps. So, you know, you know, we'll die first, basically, is what kind of sort of the mindset is. And it's probably, it's, you know, the Marine Corps, you know, we say that the Marine Corps really doesn't make Marines. It just more so refines Marines, you know what I'm saying? So we send people through this fire and then, you know, the people that were already, you know, gold or whatever they're supposed to be just come out the other side shining. So, so basically and, we all need to go through like, core training before we become an entrepreneur. Like that's basically, I, I think, so, so we need to hire, we need to contract out the Marine Corps to do a special boot camp core training for four weeks for 
pre-entrepreneurship. Basically. Like, to rank Basically. you. And you know, the truth is a lot of us, a lot of people, you know, didn't come from a lot growing up, right? And they've struggled for right. a large portion of their life. Right. And if they can pull on those strengths, of, you know, from the struggles that they've experienced, it's like their own personal Marine Corps training. I know for That's me. That's right. I was able to pull from a lot of the things that I dealt with growing up as a kid, as an adult, being a single parent in college. There was just a lot of things I was able to pull from. So while there were times where I was just like, I'm ready to throw my hands up, I never right. quit because this was like nothing compared to some of the other right. things I had experienced growing up. So right. for those of you all who are not G14 classified, Marine Corps certified, <laughs> certified golden boys. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Look for no. other look for other yeah. challenges and obstacles in your life that you've Definitely. had to overcome and pull from that strength when times get a little difficult in this product building world that we live right. in. Right. I agree. I think we should definitely remind ourselves of the challenges and how we've overcome those challenges when things get hard because you couldn't see you couldn't see what it was gonna be like on the other side before. And you came out, you know, you came out golden on the other side. So just remind yourself of that when you're going through something hard. So for me, there was an incident where <clears throat> there was two times, <laughs> you know, where somebody would have been like, throw in the towel. So the one time was when I had got down to $138 in my account. So I had got down to $138 in my account. Um, I was waiting on some inventory. Uh, no, actually, no. Amazon had actually shut down my account. This is what this is what caused me to go to Shopify and start doing my own thing. So Amazon shut down my account because they said that the product was hazardous. It wasn't. I had to go do all this research, send them all the research, make sure that it was super simple so that they could so that they could figure it out. And I sent that to them and it took them about two to three weeks to figure out. Uh, it took about two to three weeks to figure out um, that, OK, this product was good. But in the meantime, I'm not getting paid. I had just I had just start, I had I knew I was getting ready to scale, so I had just spent all of this money on inventory. So, I'm stuck in this cash flow process to where money is here, I have all this inventory, and now I'm not making now I'm not making any sales. And at this time I'm doing like $20,000 a month in sales on um on Amazon. And I'm just like, you know, what am I going to do? And I fell back on that process of sitting down, meditating and figuring out what and figuring out an answer. And and then I decided, OK, well, I need to get on Shopify. I need to get to a place of control to where now I control the distribution. I control the advertising. I have the customer data and so on and so forth. And that's when I made the transition to Shopify. So you said something that's important. And I think that, you know. I'm going to talk about this a lot more in mm -hmm. in this podcast this year. And I didn't talk about it as much then just because it, it wasn't something I felt, I don't know what to say comfortable talking about. It. I just didn't feel it was necessary, but I right. do feel it's necessary now. And I've realized that more so since I've taken this time away in Playa del Carmen, Mexico to get my life, <laughs> to get my life. <laughs> so you can so, edit that out. So I'm going to leave it in. Oh, okay, so, okay. so there's a book um, that Napoleon Hill also wrote that was suppressed for many, many years. And it's called Outwitting the Outwitting Devil. Outwitting the Devil. Right. And he talks about your other self. How yes. How sit quiet. And it yes. goes back to meditation, right? When you just don't know what to do next, just sit still. Just sit still and sit quiet and just let that voice in your head tell you what to do. Guys, <laughs> the voice in your head never not shows up. It that's always right. shows up. What happens, though, is it tells you something that scares the shit out of you. 
and you're like, I'm not doing that. Yep. I'm just going to spend $3,000 to go to California to mastermind with people that I don't know. Like, I'm not doing right. nuts. I'm not doing that. And right. what happens is when you say, you know, I'm going to listen to that voice, like amazing things happen, right? That's when the magic right. starts to happen and, and things start to show up for you. So, and, and, I, and I wanted to make sure that I highlighted what you stated when it came to you were down to $138 and you were like, what do I do? And you just took a moment. You just took a beat. A lot of times we try to work through the problem Mm -hmm. and just like, if we just keep working, the solution will come. And the truth is you dig yourself deeper and deeper into a hole. If you just keep working, like sometimes you just take a beat. I just took a beat (sighs) from my current clients. I told them, I said, we're taking a break until March 7th. I need to, I got to take a beat. I got to figure some (laughs) stuff out. This process isn't working anymore. We got to take a beat. And I was, and I was able to come up with, with a solution. And so it's so important, guys, that when you are at a crossroads, if you guys are doing some side hustle stuff now and you're trying to build a product company on the side, or if you're knee deep into product veal, product hood, like if you're knee deep into it and you're kind of hitting a brick wall and you're, you're trying to figure out what the next step is going to be, take a beat. Just take a break. Sit there with yourself for a minute and allow, allow like all of those external forces to kind of aid you and guide you into like what the next step and the next process is going to be. You had a moment, right? Yes. It, it yes. Came to you. So was this, and this is a perfect segue. What was the aha moment for you that turned it all around? And I'm assuming this was that aha moment. This was the aha moment. <clears throat> you hear so many, you know, because you're, um, because you should be, if you haven't positioned yourself, so I'm talking to, I'm talking to your audience right now. If you haven't, created an environment um, on social media, <clears throat> off social media, i.e. has like this while you're driving in the car, while you're sitting in your office, when you go to your, your Facebook page, um, where you're trying to go, that's all that should be coming down your timeline. If you still have a bunch of crap coming down your timeline, you need to get rid of that and you need to surround yourself with this type of information. So while I was on Amazon, I had uh, I had an an online influencer constantly saying you need to get off of Amazon. wasn't just talking directly to me, but he was just kind of sort of putting this putting this out there uh, in the ether, basically saying you know you need to get off of Amazon. You know you guys that are selling on Amazon, making all this money, you need to create your own store, yada yada yada, and so on and so forth. And because I because I had learned uh, search engine optimization and SEO. I wasn't even spending any money on on advertising. I was just on Amazon. I was just you know making money just due to SEO. So I had properly uh, my product was ranked number one, and as people searched, I popped up. They was buying, and I was just killing it. So I just kind of looked at what he said was kind of BS. So when my account got shut down, immediately he yeah. came to mind. <laughs> He's Immediately, seed, man. he came to mind. I was like, he was right. He's planting that seed. He's planting. That's right. He's planting. And like you said, you control everything on Shopify. Yes, you gave up a lot of the control on Amazon. Where Shopify, you can you control the domain. You control everything. Control everything, Shopify, including the list, how you target, how you like. You can put some pixels on that bad boy, retarget people. That stuff you That's cannot right. do with Amazon. Amazon controls all. all of that. They control the algorithm. They control right. everything, right? Amazon so, is a black box. It, for real. It really is. Yep. So it, I think it's important to note that you 
why you did not act on it when he was when it was coming at you every day that when you got quiet and you sat quiet with yourself you realized that the answer was there the whole time right that's right like, hey you know let's try this what did you have to lose lose at that point you know it was like let me try this yeah. other thing because I can right. do this thing let me try the other thing right and then it started to turn around and that's when you that and that's when you did the seven figures in seven that's months, when right? I did the seven figures yeah I wouldn't have done seven figures <clears throat> I wouldn't have done seven figures. I'm not going to say I wouldn't have done seven figures on Amazon, but uh, I was okay with just doing $20,000. You know, I was going to go like $50,000, something like that. But that's kind of sort of where I was going to go. But I was okay with the 20,000. I was comfortable and I was still working on some things, but I was kind of comfortable. But on when I went to Shopify and another key thing to me, what too was when I started adding the money up, I was like, okay, well, I'm paying them 33% every time I get a sale. So even though I'm not paying for advertising, I'm still paying, I'm already paying to be on the platform and now I'm giving them an additional 33% every time a sale is being made. So when I started calculating that and I calculated how much money I was making, you know, minus that 33%, I was like, well, I could be spending that on advertising on Facebook and I could be scaling the business and now I control everything. So that was kind of sort of the, one of, one of the huge mental shifts that was just like, and I remember being in my car, driving down the street, and the, the math started coming to me. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to go ahead and get something set up on um, on a, a Shopify. For you product people who have businesses out there, I think this is so important because a lot of times we are afraid to rely on our own genius. And we say yes. we need someone big like Amazon to push our right. product out there. We'll we'll game that the system, the algorithm. We'll hire someone to get us to the top. We'll have 50 of our friends give us, give us reviews. That's right. On the front page. Like there's all these different ways to try yep. to be on the front of Amazon. And mm-hmm. you're relying solely on someone else to help you create wealth, right? And to, right. And to build your product business. Whereas with Shopify, you did the math. You're giving away all this money to Amazon. Shopify charges you a monthly fee, like 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like a, it's like a monthly fee. That's it. And Amazon's charging you like per product. If you use their fulfillment service, it's a whole other, whole other deal, percentages. And then if you use the payment processor, there's more. You know, it's like all this money that's coming out on Amazon. And that was thousands and thousands of dollars where you could have paid someone to run the ads for you, to do the right. optimization for you on the internet. So, right. I mean, I think there's a powerful message there also, guys, for you not to rely and be dependent on someone else to mm-hmm. um, make sure that your product is in the best position for you to be successful. Like, you need to do the research and make sure that you're you're doing what's necessary to put your product in front of your ideal customer every time they're looking for you. And there's different ways to do that. Facebook ads, Google ads, even Amazon. You, you shouldn't necessarily take a, a thing off Amazon. Just don't right. have that be, like, the one way that you make money. Exactly. So you're making all this money. Seven right. figures, seven figures, seven figures, like, dollars. Right. Falling down right. the sky. You exactly. Exactly. <laughs> down. Exactly. When do you quit? What What when, happens? When, what happens for you to say, "I, right, I'm out"? Um, there will be. I mean, uh, you know, when I'm out is when I die out. So, uh, <laughs> so when no, I make that from the from the corporate from the from the day job. Oh yeah. So at this point in time, oh so okay. So this is perfect. So, um. I wind up, I wind up losing my job. So the, um, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Exactly. So with the, uh, with my job, the minute I got, 
huh? and timely. And it was timely. You prepare for this. And I'm going to go I, back to what you it, said. Yeah. Like nothing is promised. You prepare for this and it happened. Exactly. So I go. <clears throat> so I've already stepped. I've already stepped out now and purchased some inventory, uh, came home. I think I've created like a thousand units, shipped a thousand units into Amazon. And I get back to I get back to work and I'm hearing, well, the embassy or the consulate where you're located at, we're hearing word that they may shut down. And inside, I'm laughing to myself because I'm like, if I didn't take action when I heard the voice say, well, look at this five dollar product and see if you can scale that five dollar product. Had I just kind of blown that off, I wouldn't have been prepared for when I went back to work. And now they're telling me that, you know, where I'm located at may be shutting down. So this was probably October. So so from October to December, by December time, it was full blown like, oh, yes, you guys are going to be you guys are going to be sent back home, yada, yada, yada. And if something else comes up, you know, we'll call you guys and we'll reactivate you guys. So um, so I was home wow. for Christmas, New Year's and the whole nine. And I was happy because I was quote, I was in control of my destiny. And my family and everybody around me never felt the shift of me leaving my job. And now I'm at home, you know, running this business online full time. And that was very so that was very powerful. That was very powerful for me. And that philosophy of having a side hustle outside of your job really rang through at that moment. That is that. I mean, and I, and I think it's so poignant, especially since like no job is promised that you don't create for yourself. Right. That's like, right. Nothing. Nothing is yours to have and yours to keep, regardless of how loyal you are to corporations and the government. Right. I mean, I was my background is in government. I was laid off from a position. And then with me working for different political parties, if someone was out of office, that means I had to get a new job. I had to find right. something new. Right. Um, so I know exactly what it feels like to be under the thumb of whether or not something's going to pick up or a contract's going to fall through or they're going to shut down the program altogether. A lot right. of people do. You you know, and there are companies who have been stable industries for hundreds of years, like the railroad industry is a very stable industry. CSX laid off 1,200 people right. last year. Right. And I have multiple friends who have worked for the company for 10, 15 years who lost mm -hmm. their job overnight. Right. Right. You know, I had family members who lost their job overnight. Right. You know, and while they were able to eventually find something else, like they had high paying salaries and that was a lot. Of money to lose, you know, and right. the stress was real. Right. They could feel the stress. They could feel the energy. So there's something um, powerful, powerful about stress. being like in control of how many dollars are in your bank account. Let me tell you. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's definitely something powerful about that. So on any given day, like this happened, everything was serendipitous because you listen to the voice in your head, right? That's right. That's right. So on any given day, how do you feel about your business now? Um. So one thing I want to say, one thing I want to step back and is that for the for the for the corporate person that's sitting at sitting in his office and listening to this and is thinking about starting your business. I want to let you know that having a side hustle will make you a better employee. And I don't mean just from the standpoint of the fact that now you're working your own business, you know more about business. So essentially, you know more about your company. Yeah, that's going to happen, too. But what happens is because you're not 100% dependent on that job, it's gonna make you more relentless at your job. 
because mm-hmm. now you're willing to get outside of your comfort zone. And if you know that there's like some BS politics going on and like information isn't being passed to the top like it should, you don't mind stepping up and saying, hey, uh, a district manager or so on and so forth. I need you to know about X, Y and Z. And you don't care that your boss may get hot under the collar because guess what? You don't need the job. You see what I'm saying? Because you can make that transition. You may have to bring your lifestyle down a little bit, but you have something else over here. So you're not 100 percent dependent on that job. Having that little small piece of power will make you a thousand times better of an employee because you don't need that job. So that so you're going to be a you're going to be you're going to get promoted a lot faster and you're going to excel a lot faster through the job. I'll say that. What also happens is you start to see your job as your private investor. Mm, and it yes. changes your thought. Like I have a friend who's really into his like side thing. He's like, I love my side thing, but I hate this job. And mm-hmm. I was like, your job pays for your side thing. That's you right. Only do your side thing comfortably because your job keeps the lights on so that you can do your side thing. You That's know? right. So That's right. start start changing the narrative. Start mm-hmm. seeing your job as your private investor. Stop looking for investors and use your job as Amen. your private investor. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Do more hours. So if right. I need another five hundred dollars to do this, that means I need to work a two ex- two extra shifts. Exactly. Raise. Exactly. Figure out a way to make this thing coexist. Like right. what I'm trying to do as a stepping stone. Like let exactly. it make, make it a part of your career arc and not this thing that's holding you back from exactly. getting to where you want to go. And I think that's what happens a lot of times. People are like, oh my God, this is holding me back. I was there. I was one of those people. I quit. Mm-hmm. I did. And like I right. said, if I could do it all over again, I would do it differently. I don't, I don't, <laughs> it's like, I still need those lessons. And so I'm like, I struggle with that. It's like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. because I learned so much doing it the bad way, which was quitting right. my shit and then like struggling through it. Right. I learned so much, but at the same time, it's like, I would have preferred to not have struggled. Like right. I love a good paying job, a good paying contract to do this. <laughs> so, I mean, guys, and if I could have, if someone had said to me and I wish someone had said to me, change the narrative, figure out a way to change the narrative. Like I know right. she's driving you nuts, but start to see this as a way to fund this other thing. Then I probably would have gotten a lot faster, a, a lot farther, a lot faster, but yeah. I still got far fast. So, I mean, compared to most people. So I exactly. you know, that's my own personal um, goalpost there. And so, another thing, another thing mm-hmm. too about the job is the job when you're looking at it through the right eyes, like we're telling you to right now. So we're saying one, look at your job as your private investor, you know, look at your job as, as that. The next thing I would say is look at the job as a research tool. Start to go talk to people in the sales department. Start to go talk to people in the marketing department because you're going to need marketing and sales in your own business. So go start ha- start forming those relationships with those people now because guess what? You may have to hire those people someday. <laughs> so you want to know who's good and, and, what, and what your company is really doing to kind of get the word out. So now you can kind of sort of understand what that process looks like and how you can actually work that process in your business. So essentially you become like a little, you know, come like a little spy yourself. So now you could be G14 classified, you know, right there at the desk. One of our developers works with my sister. I was like, I need a developer. She's like, oh, there's a great guy in my department downstairs. (laughs) Yeah. I've been out for so long. I don't have like great guys in departments downstairs, but exactly. They're like, people are there and people are looking for their side hustle. So there are people in your office that are looking for a side hustle and y'all could be working together. Exactly. Money. Exactly. That's that's what it's about in the end. That's what it's about in the end. That's right. right. So. 
It's time for the sweet spot. It's time for our okay. lightning round. Our lightning okay. round. So some of these questions will be a little personal. Okay. When we call the G Spot podcast, we didn't get a little personal. <laughs> the G is for growth, though. The G is for the, growth. G, g, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so first question, boxer or briefs? Uh, definitely. Uh, well, you know, they have the boxer briefs now, so I'm, I'm a boxer brief guy. Is that is that a is that your safe answer? No, that's literally what I wear. But <laughs> I feel like there's safe answers and then there's not so safe answers. Right. Nah. All right, box of briefs. Got it. Visualizing. Got that. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> what's, your, <laughs> what's your favorite word? Uh, outstanding. Really? Yeah. You never. Why? Yeah. Be, why? why? Yeah. Because I'm outstanding. Like that's your favorite word though. Like is it just? I even learned that word in Russian, which is voodoo yushisa. Wow. <laughs> That's a random word. Got it. Yep. Got it. <laughs> so what are three things that you need to thrive in this industry? Three things that I need to thrive in this anyone, industry. Anyone needs to thrive in this industry. Um. <clears throat> Three things that anyone needs to thrive in this industry. One, you need to know. One, you need to know what the problem is that you're addressing. Two, you need to have at least three business models that you can um, mirror or uh, or draw inspiration from. And then third is the ability to be able to execute. Um, that's it. If you can get those three things down, then you're going to thrive no matter what industry you're in. True, true story. Yep. All right. So if you could tell, this is the last question. Yeah. If you can tell your 10-year-old self anything, if you can give your 10-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? If I can give my 10-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Um, I would probably just tell him... I would tell them to find it. I would tell them to go get an African friend. That's what I would tell them. Really? Yes. Why? Because knowing what I know now at the age 10, God knows where I would be at. Okay. And that's, and that's simple. And that's simple. That simple thing would have, that simple thing would have drastically probably made some, some huge changes in my life because just the, Going back to Africa, or even if you were probably from China, India, or any of, you know, probably even some of the more Baltic countries as well, probably going back home, you understand that you understand that they're looking at life and they're looking at things in a more holistic fashion. Mm -hmm. And here in the U.S., we have a more boxed in fashion. So, again, if you look, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in your cubicle at work, the cubicle that you're sitting in is not just so much a work cubicle, but it's also a mental cubicle as well. So it's like, you know, your job and you're throwing up blinders to everything else that's happening around you. So like we just said, if you start looking at your job as a research tool for your business, now you start to understand the marketing department. Now you start to understand the sales department and then you understand how your department works. And now you start to see um, how 
everything is interconnected and how everything works together. You start to form the big picture in your mind. And again, that's going to help you to get promoted because you're going to start to see that there's interdepartmental issues that are that, that are not being resolved. And you can become the solution for those interdepartmental relation uh, relationships. So that philosophy that you have out in the East, which is everything is interconnected and everything is connected and everything is one. You begin to see that in your workplace and you begin to see that in your business. And you asked me a question earlier. Uh, so you asked me a question earlier about, um, you know, about being locked in or, or not being locked in. Even within my Shopify business, I can get all of my traffic from Facebook, all of my sales from Facebook. And now Facebook gets shut down. My business is shut down. So one thing I've learned is not to, you know, to diversify, you know, to learn this, you know, to learn Google, like you said, to learn YouTube, to learn Pinterest, you know, to learn email marketing, because you don't want to give all of the control back to one person. You want to you want to diversify those things. So if I had something to tell my 10 year old self, it would be to find you um, an African friend and then get involved in an African community. That's what I would tell them. Tyron Spear, everybody. Yes. I love that answer. Yes. That answer. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being my first guest back in 2018. I'm so excited about all of the amazing information that was shared today on today's podcast. Guys, I hope that you got something out of this. I'm sure that if you're listening, even if you're not sitting in a cubicle and you are sitting at a cafe because you are already in this grind every day, that you got some, you know, nuggets of wisdoms out, wisdom out of this conversation that you found some gems in here that we were able to touch your sweet spot just a little bit mm. to help you get your growth going. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. We were able to help you do that, guys. So, if we were able to help you find your sweet spot, awesome, amazing. If not, join us again next week when we try again um, with our next guest. So be on the lookout for that email. Talk to you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the G-Spot Podcast. If you have a product you want to create, head on over to www.freeinventioncourse.com and get started on building your incredible thing today.